Hello and welcome to another episode of Hour of Healing, where each week we have conversations on life-changing and thought-provoking topics that are engineered to bring you healing no matter what aspect of life or stage of life you might be in. Friends, it's an honor to have you here because today we have a great one for you. We are having a conversation on the topic that I call Not So Lucky. A conversation on God's providence. And our guest today, dear friends, is a very, very special mentor, father, teacher. He is in the person of the Right Reverend Professor Emmanuel Wailati. Friends, he is the Bishop of the Methodist Church Ghana, North America Diocese. He is currently a professor at Emory, and he is a personal mentor and father uh, of mine. Friends, he is a very knowledgeable and intelligent and wise man. He is an author of many, many, many books. I will urge you to look him up and also grab a hold of some of his books. He is in the person of the Right Reverend Professor Emmanuel Wailati. Yeah, so uh, Bishop, thank you so much uh, for... um, the wonderful, wonderful um, uh, wisdom and knowledge, knowledge that you are impacting to us. Um, I, I can't um, help, but as you are talking about the Christian and the all-important role that the Christian has in regaining that dominion that we lost way back in Genesis or in the beginning of creation, um, I, I, I can't help but ask this question because it does come up all the time. We live in an era, Bishop, where many, many, many preachers associate God's providence, the, the, the goodness of God to people with giving. And mm-hmm. um, it, it's almost as though the, the, the bigger you give to God, the more of his providence you experience in your life. So please, Bishop, help us with this so we can also be able to have some understanding on this um, uh, phenomenon that is going on in our world today. Yes, thank you for, for that question. It is one that exercises my mind all the time. Because I am a preacher, right? <laughs> and I see all the things that uh, my brothers and sisters are doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Let me begin by saying that God cannot be manipulated. Mm-hmm. God is not a mechanic or a, a, a kind of um, a machine right that you you manipulate mm. you know that that is that is a fundamental misunderstanding of the nature of god and also prayer prayer is not about manipulating god mm. Mm. rather pr- prayer is aligning ourselves with what god is is doing or god wants to do in the world and exercising this kind of thing so so Anybody who teaches that you can manipulate God eh, by giving, uh, by sowing a seed or by doing this and this and in a mechanical 
manipulative kind of way, mm. does not know the nature of God. In fact, has not understood what grace means. Has wow. not understood what providence means. You see, God says he causes his sun to shine and the rain to fall on the good and the bad. The bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see, grace is God's undeserved love and favor. We can never deserve anything from God. Mm. Right? We can never, uh, we can never, because that is not the nature of God. God does, God does not give us anything out of our deserts. Mm. He doesn't even treat us after our sins. <laughs> um, he, 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 he is a God of grace, you know. And so, so we need to get out of that mechanical manipulation kind of thing. Mm. Because that is not the nature of God. It is the nature of other beings, <laughs> right? <laughs> and other, other powers. In fact, it is it is the way in which human empires and human they, we do everything on the basis of rewards and punishments. Mm. You know, so you want this uh, hand go hand come. Everything is on the basis of our calculations, right? As to uh, you know what you get from what you 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 give and that kind of thing you know there's a parable that jesus gave it's about he says uh, a person went to call people to uh, uh, come and work for him correct right he called some early in the morning and then he called some at noon time and then he called others and then he called some at at uh, just 5, 5 p.m Mm. And then at 6 p.m., he paid them all the same. The same. Exactly the same. You see, God does not pay on the basis of what you earn. Mm. God pays on the basis of your intrinsic worth as a human being. You know, so so uh, you know. Let me let me let me give you the example of what the u- union workers are struggling for. <laughs> you know, I mean the auto workers. Uh, some people, somebody, somebody, uh, because they have the title of CEO, right? <laughs> they earn over a hundred thousand a day, mm-hmm. uh, which is twice what another person earns a year. You see, I mean, that's that's a human mind. I mean, what, that's how we we set up to do this is because we we reward people on the basis of what we think they deserve mm. Mm. by virtue of their qualifications or by virtue of whatever things that we criteria we have put in place. Wow, God doesn't work with that. See, God treats us all as creatures in his image so we are all equal we are all you know we all cannot deserve anything from god it's all grace so you know we fulfill our responsibilities right we pay our, we pay our tithes you know if that is the way in which we uh, we recognize uh, our 
uh, indebtedness to God. We 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 pay we pay those things, and then we give, not expecting to receive anything in return. Mm. In fact, that's what Jesus says: give. And Jesus doesn't say give in order that you will get. Jesus says give. You will get. But your giving is not in order that you will get. You see. And so it says seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things will be added. They'll be given to you. You don't deserve them. But they'll be given to you. You know. So so I, I, I really, you know, I'm really exercised. I'm really challenged by the, the growth of that whole thing. It's partly the prosperity gospel people, and it's partly, it's very much of American, I must say, it's very much American mentality, you know, that has, that I think has misconstrued um, what the gospel is really saying, because the gospel is a gospel of grace, is a gospel of undeserved favor of God. And what it is saying is that we cannot earn God's favor. It's the grace. It's faith and grace. Uh, and so we, we, we live our lives in graciousness. Generosity is the result of um, realizing what God has done for me. Right. And, 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 you know, just out of my own heart, giving, you know. Um, and, and so we don't need, we don't need to, to, to couple our giving with any reward in fact it 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 lowers the value you know it lowers the value of of our gifts if we think that we are giving them in order to buy favor and uh, this is a problem this is a problem uh, in the roman catholic church something called penance you know if you owe your money and then you go and give mm-hmm. you go and pay if you pay a big amount then uh those of who will pray for you and then you are like a prayer yeah you know and we are doing the same thing say, say we are coming and say those who have one thousand come and line up here those who have five you know it's no 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 um it's a misunderstanding mm. and but it's a misunderstanding that uh works for people you know to 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 build uh, uh their resources in their churches mm. you know mm. but it's it's not it's a it's a misapplication wow. uh, and it misrepresents god and i think in the long run it does actually more harm than good yeah, thank you so much, uh, Bishop, for that. And for those of you who are joining us, maybe halfway through this recording, we are having a conversation with the right Reverend Professor Emmanuel Latte, uh, who is the Bishop of the Methodist Church, Ghana, North America Diocese. And Bishop, as we were talking about us, you were answering this question. You know, I, I um, can't help but remember or bring to recollection uh, conversations I've had with various people, uh, Christians mostly, but also non-believers. And um, uh, I remember one time uh, how I, I described or how I explained the reason why we give um, to a, a colleague was this, that um, I, 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 w- I was raised a Methodist and you are a bishop and so you are very familiar with this hymn. 
But he says that if the whole realm of nature was mine, if all the world, anything that you can ever imagine was to be ours, that even will still be an offering way too small or far too small. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of using my own words here, but the actual hymn says that if the whole realm of nature was mine, that will still be an offering so, uh, far too small. Love so amazing, so divine. It, it, God's love for us, um, uh, as you are uh, talking to us about, is so great and so sovereign that no matter what we do, our very lives cannot even pay the extent or to be an equal recompense for the love that he shows us, um, the grace that he brings our way. And so that's kind of how I see giving, that uh, I, I am willing to give everything that I have, all that I, I have, not because I I can do it to receive something in return, but because I have already received what I can never pay back. And so um, I think that if um, listeners out there, if we will be able to listen to what Bishop is sharing with us today and incorporate that into our daily life with God, I think we will receive and see blessings far greater than any blessing that any preacher will ever tell you you will get in exchange for uh, an amount of money that they demand from you. But yes, it's, it's a Western idea, which I believe um, when you go to our African sectors, uh, Bishop, I uh, humbly suggest to you that when Africans take anything from the Western world, we take it to a higher level. And so I think we are, um, unfortunately, we are doing it way more than even the Western world, uh, even though it did originate here. Uh, so thank you so much for that. Um, as we continue our, our conversation, um, uh, Bishop, then uh, I will ask this question uh, because it kind of ties into what we are talking about. And that is how does uh, one's concept of God's providence that then influences our ethical decision making and our moral responsibilities? So this is, this is, this is so important. You see, um, like you were just saying, our, our lives are lived or ought to be lived. Here's the moral or the ethical way. Ought to be lived as a response mm. to the grace of God. Mm. You see, so the scripture says we love because he first loved, loved. us. Everything that we do morally, ethically, everything that we do needs to be seen in the light of what God has already done mm. for mm. us in creation. Wow. In recreation. Mm. Right. Uh, so, 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 so the, that's how providence is linked to my decision-making on a day-to-day -day basis, my moral choices. Mm. You see, everything I'm choosing to do, I ought to ask myself, you know, how is this action responsive wow. to what God has done for me? You know, so if I'm, if I'm, you know, if I'm, I'm working on something, right? Uh, like, you know, like I'm studying or I'm, I'm, I'm preparing something. How should I do it? 
if I understand that my whole life is a response to what God has done for me, right? So that becomes the the, the moral um, frame. And that's how providence becomes the moral frame by which we make ethical choices and moral decisions. Wow. You know, we are drawn to, we are tempted to do wrong, right? And the, the question will be, how is my choosing to do this? Responsive to what God has done wow. for me, you know, uh, if I if I'm I'm drawn to sin, right? I always say to to people when when we are drawn to sin, always remember the cross. Mm. Mm. Always remember what Christ did for sin. You know, mm. and if you can look at the face of Christ on the cross. And do this. Wow. Then do it. Wow. <laughs> That's powerful. Yeah, if you can because 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 our belief is that Christ died on the cross for sin. Yeah. To pay the price for sin. And so if I can look at Christ on the cross hmm. and then do this this evil thing. Wow. Then then go ahead and do it. Wow. You know. But but if I can't, uh, you know, if I can't look at Christ paying the price for the thing and do it, then if then my response is going to be, I can't do this because because of what was done to Christ, you know, I can't I can't do this. So that's how providence, you know, is related to our choices on. A day-to-day basis, our ethical choices, our moral choices. That, to me, is the the key. Mm. Mm. All right. Um, and so people ask the you know the question, what would Jesus do? Jesus. What would Christ do? Yeah, because Christ's life is uh, lived in response to God. Christ's life is the supreme example of a life lived in the love of God and in response to the love of God. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much um, for that, uh, Bishop. Uh, That is very powerful. Uh, Dear listeners, life has to be in response to the providence of God. I I, I can't um, uh, overemphasize and I don't think we can simplify this in any other way than what Bishop is doing for us today. Uh, but then, Bishop, uh, there are always stems questions, and I, I do interact with a lot of young people. And so recently, and uh, this uh, statement actually made, made me a little upset, and so maybe I have to go um, for confession after this. But um, uh, I, I, I was having a conversation with someone uh, who professes to be a believer, but doesn't go to church or anything like that. Um, uh, little did I know that the person didn't go to church anyway, but um, I had come out of church, so the person called me. I said, oh, I just came out of church. And the person's um, statement was, oh, I forgot a Sunday. You have to go to church to prove that you are holy. 
And for some reason, that statement made me very upset. Um, because uh, personally, I believe that uh, as you are talking about, my attendance of church, my participation in church, everything I do for God is in response to what he has already done for me. Um, but little did I know that it could be perceived in the other sense. So what do we tell such a person, uh, let's say one who does not have a relationship with God and sees all these things that Christians do as uh, an act of earning something right. from God? What do we say to them? How do we respond to such people? You know, I think that that way of thinking is directly related to, you know, this kind of thing that we were saying before, you know, the kind of uh, manipulation, the kind of mechanical thing, you know, you do this and then you get this, you know, you, 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 you relate to God like as if, um, you know, God were a kind of machine you know, rather than uh, developing a, a, a relationship with God. And sadly, um, you know, I say this as a, as, a, as a minister for so many years, sadly, we have, we have really, we've capitalized on that, you know, because of the mindset of people. And we have sometimes promoted that mm. kind of thing. You know, what well, am sorry? <laughs> Just, you know, it means, you know, you're either backsliding or you haven't, you know, right. you haven't. The, um, it's almost like as if, well, sorry, and then it means you have, you know. Um, you know, so it, it misses the point. You know, the point is relationship. Yeah. You know, I, I, I go to church because I want to see my lover, you know. I mean, mm. I... I have, a, I have a relationship with God. I don't go there to, you know, to... I go there because of my relationship with God. You see, so it's got nothing to do with earning anything. Right. You know, or... Right. or so I, I just I just like to be with God, you know. I, I like to spend some time, you know, with, with, with God. And that uh, church is, is uh, a means. Uh, uh, or, 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 and that's what... You know, church is about so. So, so that's the that's the first thing. Uh, you, you, the person you were talking to misses the point entirely. You know, because he thinks that you know you are going there to earn favors, or you are going there. Nah, you are going there because you want to spend some time with you know with with one who loves you and one who you also love. Yeah. You know, um. So, 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 so that's that's that. The other thing that I'll say though is. You know, a lot of the scripture uh, speaks about our collective mm. participation. Correct. You see, um, we, we, and again, it's a Western thing. We have so individualized mm. everything. You see, so um, John Wesley says something which uh, people don't often, uh, even Methodists don't. He says, there's no holiness but social holiness. Wow. You see, wow. He, you know, in other words, John, John uh, understood that we are a community. Correct. You right. see, and so 
You know, when the scriptures in Corinthians speaks about we are the body of Christ. We're individually members, but we are the body mm. of Christ. We are a community. Wow. You see, so 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 the church is meant to be a community. Our response to God is as a part of the body, a part of the community. Wow. You know, and so if you're a part of a community, why do you stay away? I mean, why do you you know mm-hmm. the only way in which you 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 in a sense you you demonstrate and you experience yourself as as uh, a child of God or as related to God is in community mm. as a part of the body wow you know and so nobody can you know people can say all kinds of things about me and nobody can 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 kick me out of the church <laughs> <laughs> you know because I'm a part of the body. I belong to the body. And I understand myself as being part of, part of, rather than, you know, all on my own, you know. Uh, And so I think that that's also important. We have to understand ourselves as being the body of Christ. And so we participate with others. Our response to God is manifest in community. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much, Bishop. Uh, I know we will uh, soon be wrapping up here, um, but uh, a few questions that I I want to make sure uh, we get across so that we we will be able to help our our audience heal no matter what aspect of life um, or stage of life that they are in. And one uh, such phenomenon that, uh, Bishop, I have come across, um, and this is mostly um, also in the Christian sector, uh, but it can apply to non-believers as well, that uh, some people are kind of a hands-off nature, that if God's providence um, uh, is there for me to bring me the things that will come my way, then I don't have to do much about the future. And so we see a lot of uh, people, especially uh, Christians, when they have devoted themselves to the work of God, not doing anything to plan for the future. Um, I, I would take it a step further and say, we have ministers who don't plan for the future of their children um, because of this same idea or principle of providence. So uh, how do we uh, help us understand this and what we ought to do uh, as well? Works will not save you. Mm. We are saved by grace. But everyone who is saved works. Works. Mm. Mm. Right? Right. To the Thessalonians, uh, Paul says, if a man will not work, Mm -hmm. let him not also eat. Mm -hmm. You see? Um, So, you know, the Thessalonians were the people who would do, they say Christ is coming. You know, so they'll go and sit on the hillsides and look into the heavens. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's coming. He's coming soon. So they will not do anything. And so Paul had to tell them, "My, my friend, if you won't work, <laughs> then don't eat. Mm. 
you know, because that also is a part of what God has given to us in creation. Mm. Till the ground, till the earth. Mm. You know, and we 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 work because of what God has done in our lives. Because we are saved, because we have a new relationship with God, we work the works of God. And in everything that we are doing, we do it, as I said, in response to God, but we do it for the glory of God. Wow. You see, so if I'm if I'm building a house, if that's my work, I'm a builder, I should do it in such a way that anybody who sees it will praise God. Yes. Yes. I should do it excellent because I'm doing it. Uh, in response to God and for the glory of God, you know. So no, no room for, you know, uh, you know, God's grace or God's providence has come. So we don't have anything to do. No, God's providence, God's grace, inspires us to work. It gives us the energy to to work, you know. And and that 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 executive function, this is. The Holy Spirit. Mm. You see, uh, 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 so he says, you will receive power, power when the Holy Spirit has come. Power for what? Mm. Power to do. Mm. Power to work the works of God. Power to live the life of Christ in the world. In the world, you know. So, uh, you know, so if God wanted us to just sit down or rest or sleep, so he would give us the Holy Spirit. <laughs> because the Holy Spirit is about power. The Holy Spirit is about ability. The Holy Spirit is about doing things mm. and living and working and, and, and bearing fruit. You know, Jesus used the same analogy in John 15. You know, if you abide in me, you will bear fruit. You will produce fruit. You know, so, yeah, so no room for uh, complacency or for sitting down on our oars and looking for the grace of so the grace of God is going to operate through us wow. by the power of the Holy Spirit given to us again freely. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you so much uh, for that. Um, uh, 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 Bishop, uh, it's, it's certainly been a great, great honor to uh, have these uh, conversations with you today. Um, I want to ask you one last question. I know um, we've kept you for a long time, but I want to ask you one last question um, because I think this is um, so important and so key for us to be able to understand. And um, what, uh, the question is, um, what do you believe to be God's ultimate purpose or goal um, for his providential plan for humanity uh, and the world uh, today. So um, could, will you be able to share some light on yes. this for us? So the, to me, the, the ultimate end and purpose um, of all of creation is the full manifestation of the glory of God. Mm. You see, so I, I believe that what God is at work doing in us, through us, with us is 
the manifestation of can can you imagine that manifestation of the creative intelligence the love the power the grace of god fully manifest mm. you know i think that that's what it's that's what it's about wow. you see that that the whole of creation would manifest the full power mm. the full mm. grace the full love the you know that's that is that is that is creation see, that's why god said about right in those day in the you know at the beginning mm. to create you know and so down through the years you know theologians and others who have envisioned uh, the 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 will and the purpose of god for example they say uh, you know what is the glory of god the glory of god is a human being who fully alive fully manifesting all the grace all the love all the power wow. of god you know and so imagine if all of us and then if all of creation mm. manifest the love the power the grace wow. of god wow. what would that look like i believe that that's what that's what it's about and so so that is that is what we work for that is what we believe for you know and in every place the desire of god i believe is that god's fullness wow. god's love grace and power will be manifest in wow. our lives wow thank you so much um You're the, welcome. the right reverend professor emmanuel wailate uh friends he has been so gracious uh to spare his time with us to lead us on this conversation which i believe is all so important and that is not so lucky the things that has happened all the good things that has come your way the accomplishments the victories the defeats they all not just luck there is a divine sovereignty who orchestrates all these things. So, friends, as we do with all our guests, we will turn it over to Bishop as he gives us his closing um, statements uh, regarding our conversation today, and that is the providence of God. I pray that the whole fullness of God's grace God's power, God's love will be manifest in our lives. Mm. You see, God created us out of that providence, that, that goodness, that grace, that care, that love. And God created us to bear God's image. Mm. And God aims for us to manifest God's fullness in our lives and throughout all creation and so we have a reason to be here wow. and we have a goal and a purpose before us and it is all energized and made possible by god's providence and god's grace wow wow well, ladies and gentlemen, we are so thankful to 
the Right Reverend Bishop Emmanuel Y. Latte. Uh, he is uh, the uh, Bishop of the Methodist Church Ghana, North America Diocese. And um, in, in, if I have to uh, describe our section today, I think the right word that I will use is that I am undone um, by just the sheer knowledge and wisdom that God through his servant has impacted on us today. I, I truly believe that you have been a blessing and this um, wisdom and teachings that he has taught us, if we will apply, I believe we will be able to not just live out our life in the fullness of God, but as he said, we will be able to see the fullness of God manifested in all that we do. God bless you so much for joining us today on Hour of Healing, and we will see you same time next week as we talk about another life-changing and thought-provoking conversation. God bless you. See you same time next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.